And I have to scoot closer to you, you so I'm going to... Yes. That way it's just less work for my arm. I've heard your voice a couple of times now recorded, so it's it's fun to be on it, too, mm-hmm. because since I'm in headphones, it kind of sounds like listening to the program. And now we're on the radio. Now we're on the radio. Hi. Ooh, hi. Hi, welcome to the radio. And <laughs> we are at Kinky Salon. We are in, I think this is, oh, this is the Parisian room, so it's kind of done up to look like Paris, and the jungle room is already in full swing because it's an extra frisky night. Wow. Because it's Pussy Fest. Pussy fest. <laughs> I have cat ears on. Yes, I have cat ears on. She has cat ears on. They have cat ears on. There's a lot of tail swishing going a lot on. Of, and a lot of lovely animal prints. Yeah. And it's, fur. It's really, it's really fun. We actually saw this beautiful burlesque dancer. Did you see Belle Phenomenon as the Tweety Bird? Oh, I did not. She actually laid some, she had some eggs. She laid eggs somewhere. I don't know where the eggs came from, but she popped them right out on stage as she was <laughs> delightfully, swoopily undressing. Oh, that sounds marvelous. Yeah, you were like, ooh, come here, little canary. <laughs> <laughs> this is sex. Everyone gets what they want. This is Sexploration. Explore. Play. This is Sexploration with Monica. Sex is proof that God loves us and wants us to have fun. Sexploration with Monica at sexplorationwithmonica.com. So the cabaret was lovely. Did you see any of the acts? I, I did not. Tom Jonesing? <laughs> I, I, I've seen some of the acts at Kinky Salon, but unfortunately not tonight. Oh, because you had social events. I had social events. Which makes sense because Eamon is the social networking guru, as it were, for oh, Masquerotica. Well, <laughs> guru is very you're really Yeah, he's in charge. And he's actually, he's got, he, t- he told me about Pinterest and Tumblr, which are two social networking things that I had no idea about. Well, they're all different tools to express what you need to express, and certain things work for different people. So depending on what you're trying to accomplish, there is a platform that may be more appropriate for you. Because of the way that social networking is affecting us as a culture, I mean, there's seven, what is it, 700 million people on Facebook right now? Uh, Maybe up to nine. Already? I think it's a lot. It's an awful lot. And as we're connected and as we're becoming our own, I mean, everyone's broadcasting to their friends. I mean, we're really so much more connected than we ever were. How is social networking changing the world? Like any technology, I think it's changing the world in really exciting, good ways. And there's also some dangers. Um, Mm. I know that when I talk about Facebook particularly, people bemoan a lack of human connection. But I personally feel that if you exert perhaps a little self-discipline in the way you use it, you can use it to set up the human connection in a better and more inclusive way, but it certainly can't supplement that connection. I think that's the that's one of the risks that people have are worried about with it. But I, I think that as far as a community organizing tool, it is, it is a an amazing technology and something in terms of bringing people together and sharing our ideas and being able to passively project what is meaningful to us and allowing people to come to that um, it's it's different than than traditional promotion of come to my show listen to my voice see my art it's a little bit more of this is here and here are the pathways to come to it and people can have a more meaningful engagement with you because you don't have to knock on their door and ask them to come and check you out. Right, because you're already on Facebook. Although what's interesting about Facebook and the sex-positive community is that Facebook isn't really sex 
positive. I mean, you could have a picture of two people kissing, and if they're same-sex kissers, Facebook is like, mm -mm. That's a good point that brings us to different platforms for different things. Everyone's hanging out at Facebook, but you can do different things in different places. For example, Tumblr is a microblogging site that I use a lot of. I run a lot of different Tumblrs, and you can put whatever you'd like on Tumblr. Really? Um, like anything? Yes, like anything. There's, well, I mean anything that you can legally, <laughs> that you oh, can right, legally right. post to the sure. internet. There's a lot of different type of imagery, and for Masquerotica, we have a Tumblr, masquerotica.tumblr.com, and that allows us to present a different perspective to a different community than we might on Facebook. With Facebook, of course, you have to be very, very careful, and there are a lot of amazing images that I would love to share through Facebook, but I'm very careful because <laughs> Maybe not. well, and and they don't give you a lot of warning. They can shut down a page or your entire account exactly, and so you have to be careful. And what is considered nudity is somewhat loosely defined, and what is considered obscene by them is very loosely defined. I don't consider very many things to be obscene personally, so I don't. Or well, they don't even use the legal definition of obscene, which has no value other than to excite um, it's like pornographic do you know what I mean like it's only sexual depictions of sex acts that have no legal scientific or educational value I don't know what pornography is but I know it when I see it isn't that the yeah, exactly. isn't that the explanation like, I think that Facebook is something that is valuable because that's where everyone is and mm -hmm. that'll likely change and something will take its place certainly but it is a wonderful place to gently draw people's attention to things. A lot of using Facebook successfully, particularly if using it for events or for, for example, your radio program, is to take on the challenge of creating the type of thing that people will bring themselves to. And sometimes you hit and sometimes you miss, and it can be a lot of work. Yeah. But, um, and you're like, wow, 4,000 people listen to this one, but only 300 people listen to that one. That's interesting. Well, and it's time of day and, and the way that you connect with people. I find that the most valuable thing to do on Facebook is to talk about other people. That is the most valuable yeah. thing to do, yes. Find find your peers, find the people who are talking about what you're talking about, and talk about them and invite them to speak with you. I think it's a lot like being in a room with someone. If you begin to speak with someone and you can only talk about what you have going on, they're going to lose interest in you very right. quickly. Right. But if you can find commonality with them, and if you can find commonality with them in a succinct and engaging way, then they're likely to stick around and want to get to know you. Right. So as you just moved to San Francisco, this little sex-positive bubble that we have going on here, what are some of the things that you've noticed? Well, You're I... not in Kansas anymore, Toto. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, was, I went to college in Los Angeles. I was hiding my flamboyance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that might be a way to you put it. You didn't have purple hair there? I did not have purple hair. I did not have purple everything when I lived in <laughs> when I lived in Los Angeles. Because now he's the minister of propaganda. I'm the minister of propaganda. Like propaganda, but purple. When I moved to San Francisco, I felt a sudden relaxation and I suddenly felt that here was a place where I could be my funky, weird, silly self mm -hmm. and that I and could... And it's not even going to be that weird. And it's not going to be... It's not even going to be that weird. And that, that I can <laughs> be around people who are like me and I can get all those things that I thought I needed to fit in to get, I will change myself and then I will get those things right. like love and respect and community and all that kind of stuff. And here I found that I got to do that by being myself, which is why for me it's such a magical place and I think for many people it's a very, very magical place. It's no wonder that so many exciting things are happening in terms of sex positivity in this place. Because of that sort of 
not just a live and let live attitude, but I feel like people here want you to be yourself. They, it's not just that they're going to allow you to do it. They want it. They want to see you do your funky dance. They want to see you do your burlesque. I went to Hubba Hubba Review oh, last night. Hubba Hubba oh, Hubba. oh my it's goodness, so Hubba Hubba Review. Um, San Francisco. It's so, and it's they're having so much fun, and it's so much fun to be there, and you can see the joy of people being themselves, and that's something I really adore about burlesque, and I didn't know anything about burlesque before I came here. So tell me more about some of the different events. I know that you are doing the Superhero Street Fair as well. Oh, thank you for bringing that up. And it is a really exciting street fair. It's it's on a waterfront. It has a bunch of exciting attractions like climbing walls and gladiator jousting. And, um, and everyone gets to be their own inner superhero. Exactly, exactly. And that, um, speaking of your own inner superhero, this room has suddenly become a lot more yeah, exciting. I know, right? <laughs> like, we came in here and we were all completely unknown. And then suddenly people come in and they're like, pleasuring each other and and it's marvelous and it's pleasurable it's, it's marvelous it's quite visually pleasurable yes that's what's so great about this <laughs> yeah, space right, here at mission totally. control is and it's very free honestly that's the thing that i care most about is inclusively encouraging people to have whatever moment and experience that they want to have yeah and working on these parties and these events it's just creating a space for people to explore and to be themselves so that they can do that more often and maybe not just in a special party maybe to be more free and to be more open and I love it. Yeah, I love the it. authenticity bit is really important. And we're sort of taking some of the kinky salon vibe to Masquerotica because of the masketeers, because we're really trying to reinforce the consent is sexy issue. And Masquerotica, you're actually putting in a lot more work than ordinarily you would with your purple gamba ink. Yes, so Masquerotica is my big project for this season. I'm working on Decompression, I'm working on Superhero Street Fair, um, and I will be working on Sea of Dreams. But Masquerotica is special, and it's special for me... For one thing, it's special for me because I'm personally going through a sexual awakening in my own life. And, yeah, and after spending a lot of my life feeling kind of alone and not really being able to quite connect because I was quite afraid, I'm having the experience in my life where I'm very in love and I'm exploring so much more about what I really want sexually and what my partner wants sexually. And I feel like Masquerotica is a special, is a unique opportunity because a lot of these events are smaller kind of boutique style mm, events. Yeah. And it's, it's a, like five rooms max. Exactly. And small rooms like, you know, this is tiny. Well, and, and I think safety is, is a lot easier in an environment like this because it's easier to screen and to talk and to check in and Kinky Salon is a well-crafted affair uh, with a charter that they've worked on for years and it's very well managed and it's a very safe space and that's something that I feel like Scott Levkoff who is on the Masquerotica team that is what he cares most about and that is something that he's bringing to Masquerotica so for Masquerotica we will have a charter and we will have a group of people called the Masketeers who will be walking around the party and Masquerotica is it's, it's, a, it's a large event it's at the Concourse Center it's three or four thousand people it's a costumed gala with nine sexy playgrounds and it's not a sex party itself kind of more like a second base party but a place to play and play and 
and exploring. And there's different rooms hosted by different communities, so you can kind of take a peek at something you might not go and see on your own. So, you know, maybe maybe Bondage Agogo, one of our participants, maybe Bondage Agogo might be a little frightening to just go to an, a full event, but when you can just sort of drop s- in, drop in sneak past a room and see if maybe you want to want to pop in, that's very exciting. And um, the Masketeers are our community safety monitors. They are there to make all of our guests feel safe and to make sure all of our guests are safe and that it's not so much the big things we have security we have a lot of support there it's just about you know creating a vibe and welcoming people welcoming people and what kind of photography is okay some people would love to be photographed being sexy and fabulous some people are having a a special night where they don't really want evidence maybe they have a job where they need extra discretion they don't want to be on the internet in this outfit necessarily Exactly. And that's something that we would like Masquerotica to be an environment with the spectacle of a huge costumed ball, but the safety of something like Kinky Salon. And that's what we're endeavoring to create. It's really exciting to be on a team trying to create this because these are masters at their craft and I'm just telling about it. And so I'm getting to learn all along the way and it's absolutely marvelous. Well, Eamon, it's so nice to have you on Sexploration with Monica. Thank you, Monica. It's been it's been wonderful to be on, and it's been wonderful to get to know you. And yeah. I'm excited. Monica and I are actually going to do a little consulting with each other. So. I know. I'm so excited about yeah. that. He's going to help take Sexploration with Monica to the next level. Absolutely. Well, and just talk about. <laughs> I'm going to get a Tumblr account. <laughs> you are going to get. You are going to get whatever is going to better help you share your message with people who really want to hear it. Great. Yeah, in a way that doesn't spam them. Exactly, because that's. That's what thing. I really want. Yes, we must all avoid Consensual spamming. Consensual contact. Exactly. <laughs> it's all about the consent. Thank you so much, Eamon. Uh, thank you, Monica. Oh, and how can people find you? It's Purple oh, Ganda. Um, I have a blog, which is purpleganda.com. And, of course, I'm on Facebook. My name is Eamon Armstrong, and you're welcome to come and be my friend. And um, the room has started to become very distracting <laughs> yes. and very There's sexy. There's a lot of stuff happening <laughs> There's in here. There's a lot of stuff happening in here. Oh, there uh, is a lot of stuff <laughs> happening. I didn't even look over there. Um, wow. <laughs> well, you can find me at purpleganda.com, and um, I would be happy to help you learn about social media literacy and... <laughs> Oh, goodness. I've got to go back to the party. Yeah, yeah. Fly away, little bird. Thank you for coming on Sexploration with Monica. Now I'm at Pussy Fest, and I'm sitting next to Ryan of Wicked Grounds, which is the sex-positive, kink-positive coffee shop where you can actually get your latte in a dog bowl, if you like. It is my great pleasure to serve dog bowl drinks. (laughs) I bet it is. I love that. Do you have to do a different like ratio of foam or anything? We kind of just you know make about the same. Whatever you just dump yeah. it in there. That's your dog bowl. Yeah. Thing. One of my favorite dog bowl stories. There was a certain little kitty that came in that got in trouble. Oh. And part of her punishment is that she couldn't have anything for ten visits except for out of dog bowl. No cups. No plates. You know she had to eat her waffle out of the dog bowl. Oh. Milkshakes. Everything. And on the ninth visit being the snot that I am, I served her a milkshake. And it was just piled on with whipped cream. And she, you know, licks up through all the whipped cream and gets to the bottom, and there's a little espresso cup underneath the whipped cream. So she's actually taken a sip out of a cup and had to start all over. Oh, no. And you did that on purpose. Meow. Oh. 
the trictitude. <laughs> I'm an evil man at times. Wow. And so you have different events there, like rope bite, and lots uh, of the munches are there. We have a whole great variety of different munches or meetups, things for people of like interest to come out for. Uh, the beginning of the month, the first Wednesday, is rope bites, one of our more popular ones, where the whole cafe is just filled with people with rope in their hands or rope on their bodies. And one thing I love about the rope community is like they're like, ooh, ooh, ooh I figured out how to do this knot. Here, let me show you how to do it. I know. And they're great for sharing. They're so, like, the rope geekiness, you can just kind of smell it on them. They're all like, ooh, hip rope. Let me, give me some of that, you know? Yeah, there's people hanging from the ceiling, yes. bound to chairs. Yes. It's a great fun. And all sorts of, like, sex educators come there and do classes. Or even just, you know, like, hang out and have office time. Right. Yes. I mean, and that's nice because, you know, when you really need to talk about masturbation or butt plugs or you, you whatever wanna, it is. And you, you're afraid the soccer mom next to the table next yeah, door at the Starbucks store is going to be yes. little... Like a, a friend of mine, Allison Bondage, says, yeah, I got to keep this place open because I'm not going to go back to editing at Starbucks. Oh, Allison Bondage Land. I love okay. her. Yeah. So and, you know, it's so important to have kink-friendly, sex-positive-friendly spaces. And that's why the community rallied together to save your shop when it was having twice. trouble. Twice. twice. Really twice. Awesome. When we first were like, all right, the financial problems are a little bit too much. And we, we said to everyone, hey, we just can't do this. We're going to close. And the community came together with this screaming, oh, no, you don't. I know. It was like how, I mean, it was almost hard to imagine being able to function now that we knew what we were losing. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Where you could just go and it was kinky friendly and you could go there in your crazy outfits and no one would bat an eyelash oh, at yeah, you we, unless it was consensual. I mean, we've got people in like full latex right. outfit hood exactly. with just a straw and then dipping down and having their tea, picking exactly. up. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So what have you what have you learned about the San Francisco community that surprised you over the last three oh, years of wow. running Wicked um, Grounds? Because I know that you were, you know, a kinky you're a member of the kink community for years, but I used to I like I was you know, I used to host a fetish night in Chicago, Whiplash, years ago before I moved out here. And so like you know, like it's always been like I you know, I, I feel very proud to be in a position to be one of the producers for the key community. Like, right. I do something and not just come in and, like, ooh, you know, have fun. I mean, it's always fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure even... But don't you have to work, wake up, like, wicked early um, to, to manage a coffee shop? I, I spend... He's getting to Folsom at 8 in the morning. Who does that? 8 in the morning? I mean, what? The, the, it starts at 10, right? It, well, okay, the fair opens at 11, but there are people setting up the fair... At starting at 8 o'clock, and we... Oh, you're going to help the people that are setting up the fair. Yeah, we, we get out there to make sure everyone You're has nice. coffee to make sure they get the... the you they know. jitter in? Yeah, they jitter yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Wow, that's nice of you, because it's going to be kind of a long day. Yeah. Um, it's one of the few days that we actually close early, because we'll, you know, we're open at 8 a.m., but we like by 7 o'clock, it's like, all right... <laughs> Stick the fork in. We're done. Yeah. Well, they're actually going to have like an after-after party here at Mission Control. Threshold is going to be here. Peppermint is throwing yeah. that. I was at the first Threshold. I love that event. Yeah. And Peppermint's another person who holds a great... He comes into the cafe and holds uh, the third Monday of the month is the uh, Polly Under 40 Munch, which is another oh. great munch. Of right. Just like people come in and just a lot of love. A lot of love for Peppermint. 
So if there's something that you could share, like how to start your own kink-friendly business with people that are listening around the world, what would you, what, what helpful information, yeah, I bet, would you share with them? Really, I think the only reason that keeps Wicked Grounds open is the dedication of a lot of people and devotion. And so it's, I think the most important thing you need to do to have this kind of space is make sure that this space has the community with it and you bring the community with you and you know it's it's not going to happen in a in a isolation you need it's got to be the living room it takes a village <laughs> seriously it takes a couple villages Oy. i bet and I, I do need to apologize to you because i know i've promised you for years i know get, but that's actually kind of the perfect thing that way we can play this little cat and mouse game where we're both cats meow, meow. and here we're doing it now at pussy fest it's so perfect i have been psycho kitty as my alter he ego. actually is this person anyway, and it's just so happens that like be, now that we're having a cat-themed event, he's like, now I can be my true yeah. self. Yeah, it's like Perfect. for six, 16 years I've been using this name and performances, DJing, yes. everything I can think of. It's like, yeah, call me second kitty. Yeah. That's why he has the extra kinky ears. They are? Oh. Uh, yeah, they have like pearls oh. and um, kind of some... There's an event I, I help run... Uh, called ShibariCon, yes. which is in May every year in Chicago, and it's one of the largest rope education events. And it's, you know, it's pretty much Memorial Day weekend, four days of fun rope geekiness, people yeah. sharing rope. And a few years ago, I started hosting a Psycho Kitties play party, uh-huh. a cat party within the rope. And it started off with uh, Jack of Kiki Ropes said, yeah, let's do this. I'll bring nine miles of rope you could use as giant human-sized balls of yarn. Nine miles, miles of, of rope. rope. <laughs> That's so awesome. And oh like, my I've been doing it every year since. And we then get... everyone brings their cat ears and just gets down with their playfulness. Oh, it, it is beautiful. It's One of the things I love about it also is like this nice, playful, not uber serious right. chance for people to, in the king community right. to have fun and be silly. Right, because sometimes BDSM is so oh, it's serious. serious stuff. Oh, yeah. oh. You're gonna suffer. But then you have what? You have like all these kitties and they're rolling around with and yarn people, and string. And people and with laser pointers, toys and laser string. Pointers. And you know, you got fun. people come in with like, you know, so regular people come in with Swedish fish and here, kitty. Ridiculous. Oh, that sounds really fun. And, you know, there's cat fights. And every now and then we get, like, one year we had a Tweety Bird came in. We chased her all around. Oh, my gosh. Uh, one year we had a poor mouse. Oh, that poor mouse got the poop pot out of her. <laughs> but one of my favorites is this, there's this one gentleman that came. It's a tiger. And when I say he's a tiger, I mean, this, he's, this man was That's built so like a tiger. He was, right. he was the muscle of the tiger. It was like, oh, wow. And he's sitting there, kind of on his haunches, but he's got this chain is thicker than my neck. And his owner is just standing there, all pretty as you can, and she's watching everything. And it's like, all right, he's a tiger. Now, I'm Psycho Kitty, this is my house. So I come pawing up, like, all right, I'm Psycho Kitty, my house. You're a tiger, and yeah, you're a tiger, but I'm Psycho Kitty. Tiger, tiger, Psycho Kitty. And he's like, uh huh. And it just kind of gives you, like, yeah, it's your house. I'm still the tiger, but it's your house. Right. And we were cool after that. I mean, that's the thing about animal plays, that you get to really get into your persona and really get into oh, your animal it. side. And I love it. I, you know, like, I'm Right now, I've got this vinyl mouse that's what, a oh, foot yes. long. It's for, specifically for whacking people and wow. then going with your teeth. 
it's definitely it was designed by a friend of mine, uh, Farrell in Chicago, who made it as a cat human cat toy. Perfect. And it it just happens to have a good thwack to it as a uh, bonus. Just for funsies. It's a just bonus. for extra funsies. Well, Ryan, Lucky thank me. you so much for taking time out of You're your welcome. kinky salon to talk to us. Anytime. And I, I really do mean that. I know I owe you a full sit down, give you the whole story about Wicked Grounds. Yeah. I've been a bad, bad kitty. You're a very bad kitty, and we're going to have to punish you. Oh, no, oh, not no, that. No, not punishment. <laughs> <laughs> so your website is wickedgrounds.com. At Wicked Grounds on Twitter. And what's the exact address of Wicked Grounds? It's 289 8th Street in San Francisco. And it's which right is at the corner of Folsom. Folsom. Yes. So we're right in the Folsom Street fairgrounds. Oh, perfect. Yes. Oh, yeah, we, self. We, when we saw that location, that's what really sold us on, because uh, it used to be the old Hole in the Wall bar, which has a lot of history in San Francisco, and we're really proud to like take that energy and build on it. It's a bit different from the old Hole in the Wall, but we still like love the history of where we're at. And all the community gathering energy. Mm-hmm. I mean, just tonight, earlier before coming to Pussy Fest, we had Mark I. Chester, famous Folsom photographer. He just opened his gallery show at the cafe. So uh, Folsom Exposed is going to be at the cafe for the next three months. Oh, cool. And he had his artist reception showing off and talking about his work and stuff. And it was just Hagrid Leatherman. Wicked Grounds is always showcasing erotic artists and local artists. And you had like all the oil paintings from Nancy Yeah, Peach. actually Nancy's coming back in March. Oh, great. She, we're giving her another show in March. Yeah, she's super prolific and has so many beautiful paintings. And, you know, it's all people in the sex-positive community, Rain de Grey, and just, you know, so many different... Yeah, exactly. Oh, and Madison Young. Madison Young. Yeah, so Uh, cool. Madison's coming in after Folsom to do a little filming in the morning when we're closed. Ooh. Exciting. Not a little. Yeah, every now you might see there's a few porns out there that have shot at our oh. place. <laughs> which which brings me to one of the important phrases from Wicked Grounds is to sanitize as appropriate. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's key. And thank you for your attention to that detail. Yes. <laughs> Ryan, thanks for coming on Sexploration with Monica. Very welcome. I really, I I promise you, uh, at some point, bad I owe you kitty, more. Bad kitty, bad meow. kitty, meow. Oh, meow. Oh. Ah. Love this song. Yeah, I know, isn't it fun? And there's so much eye candy floating about. And I am talking to the most beautiful sparkly bird. This is Belle Phenomenon. And did I say your last name right? Almost. 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 You gotta channel your French. Oh my. Belle Phenomenon. Phenomenon. (laughs) Phenomenon. See? Very French. So tell me about. First of all, your didn't you lay some eggs on stage? I did lay an egg grenade on stage. It's one of my favorite parts of that act. I love the fact that when I adopt the egg laying position, there's a, a kind of a silence. Yes, that falls over the There crowd. is a silence and then it takes a while for me to lay the egg and then there's some <laughs> nervous giggling and then you can kind of hear everyone thinking, Where's that egg coming from? And this is not sexy, which is what I kind of like about my burlesque. It's like, it's not always sexy. Sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's shocking, but like, yes, I I did extract an egg from my behind and there was a a nervous pause in the audience and it made them think for a moment. Right. But it's all about who you really are and authenticity and just bringing it all out there. In fact, I wanted to ask you, you have this idea of the beautiful freak. 
Yeah, bell phenomenon, I would like to believe translates as beautiful freak. It does if you put it into Babelfish. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the French may uh, correct me on that. But yeah, I always, um, as a child and growing up as a teenager, I was always uh, felt like I didn't fit in. I was different. I was always on the outskirts of everything. I just... Uh, you know, I wore tie-dye way after it was cool, but also I wore things that were cool later. I always feel like I was, uh, I like to think I was like ahead of fashion. Fashion out of time, <laughs> anachronistic. Yeah, I was um, definitely not cool. I wasn't uh, popular. I, I wasn't in the in crowd. I was. But I think that's something that everyone experiences, you know, like to be outside of the crowd. I know? guess so, but I think at the time you don't realize that, you know, you feel like everybody else gets it. I've always felt my whole life like everybody else went to the lesson where they learned how to be in it, and I missed that one because I've always been a little bit socially unacceptable, and I still am now, but now I embrace it. She's so gorgeous, though. I mean, you have no idea what I'm standing next to right now. She's got this big, beautiful, like, fluffy yellow feather wig. She's wearing a beak that's glittery. She's wearing, like, butterfly feather eyelashes. And she's wearing tassels. Yes, tassels. Sparkly tassels. Just exactly where you would expect tassels to be. And it is awesome! So thank you for sharing your freaky little light with me and the rest of the Kinky Salon crowd. I mean, your act was delicious. We all wanted to, because of course we're all dressed as cats and she's a bird. Uh-huh. We all wanted a bite of you. It was quite lovely. So you were one of the recipients of Bombshell Betty's scholarship program. I be all kinds of sexy. Yeah, I was. I'm very uh, grateful to Bombshell Betty's program. I guess I'm lucky enough or unlucky enough to have uh, been through uh, an abusive marriage, which actually led me to burlesque. So as, as horrible as the experience was, um, I can't say that I wouldn't go through it again because of the path that it led me to. Well, I mean, just because you've, you've gotten really good things out of something doesn't mean it wasn't awful and it shouldn't have happened No, to but you, it, right? um, I, I mean, it's, it's a funny thing to talk about, but um, because of where I am now and how happy I am and how amazing the community that I have found since, like, I couldn't sacrifice that. And Betty, uh, luckily, I went through a lot of um, financial difficulties through trying to get divorced, but she helped me out, gave me a scholarship, let me uh, learn burlesque. And now you're performing all over the place. I am. It's really kicking off right now. I have a, a lot of shows booked, and people really like what I do. And I mean, I was uh, new to this city. I was, you know, a girl from England with no no contacts here whatsoever. And now I have this big community of um, performers, sexy ladies and guys and performers and people that share the same philosophy as me. And I would never have found these people if I didn't have burlesque. You know, I'm just going, I love my my job, my real job, which I won't talk about, but it's not the same. They're yeah. not the same people. No. And now, and if you read my blog, I talk about how I still feel like a freak, but I met a bunch of freaks are freakier right. than me. I and know, isn't I'm that like... wonderful? I love that. <laughs> I love the freakier freaks than me. I'm like, wow, I'm not even that freaky. I'm not like giving up my freak status, but like now I don't feel like an outsider. I can still be right. different. Right. 
But I'm in a group of people that are all different too, and we're all different in different ways, but I don't feel like an outsider. Like I have a bunch of people that also think the things that I think and do the things. Don't want to be like a 2.4 kids with a caravan on the driveway yeah. and two. The picket fence. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that's where I was heading. Right. Right. <laughs> Oh, I know. There, for the grace of God, go any of us, really. And the thing is, is what I love about the idea of being your authentic self and also being in this real world that we live in. I mean, because we're kind of going back and forth, like bringing a little bit of our authentic selves to our normal jobs. And I also feel like at normal jobs, like people are just pretending to be normal. Yeah, I mean, it's just funny because I have a reputation. Of, uh, luckily, my where I work is, I, you know, it's fine, kind of, it's not that strict in that way, but, like, I have a reputation to say something inappropriate. Right. And it's like a little hint of who I am. Right. But it's such a tiny hint because it's not even I know. You're not and you, like, saw yeah. the rest of everything else. But <laughs> totally. It's like, oh. I know, isn't that the fun part? <laughs> you're like, I know. And that's me holding back. Yeah, there was a, but then sometimes it's hard because um, a guy was talking about his friend had met this girl online and she turned out to be a stripper in her spare time. She was a lawyer, but in her spare time she was a stripper. And the guy said, oh, how did that date go? I know how it ended, but how did it go? And I was oh, like, Lord. Um, you I, don't know anything. I find that quite offensive. And I said that to him, I was like, that's offensive. And um you know, that's why I can't be fully open because there's these people out there that say like, oh, you take your clothes off in public. Oh, that means that you have sex on a first date or you'll sleep with any, you know. Oh, that's not what that means. And I love the people I work with, but... I know. But, well, it's just you know? so much in our culture right now. I mean, there's a lot of the, the slut shaming. We just did the slut walk where, yeah. you know, we can say, hey, it's not someone's fault if they're raped. It doesn't matter what someone's wearing. You still have to ask for consent. It's like there's legitimate and illegitimate rape. That's ridiculous. No, isn't that ridiculous? But the, I love, um, so I'm even, I'm an even more recent convert to the uh, polyamory community. And I, I've, I've held a couple of parties myself which, you know, end up being kind of free and playful, and fun and playful. And, um, and naked, yay! And I realized that most of my life, when I go to a party, and I've been to people's parties and people's weddings, I've kissed more than one boy. Uh-huh. And it's been really How could shameful. You? Oh. And I felt oh. guilty and horrible and horrible with myself. Like, how, and the, the first boy that I kissed feels bad because then I kissed the second boy. Right. And it's like, you know what? That's the way I am. And now I can throw parties myself or go to parties where it's not shameful to kiss more than one boy. And you can or kiss two boy boys at the same time if and you wanted yeah, to. Our girls and boys and whatever. And actually, Oh yeah, maybe that I am a slut. Maybe that's what the word is, but like I don't have to have this gut churning feeling like, oh my god, I'm a bad, bad person because I kiss more than one person at a party. Well, it's just funny that we have that idea that slut is shameful because really, why would it be so bad if someone's generous with giving other people pleasure? Well, that's the thing. I, I, I have friends. Boys and girls, I really like. I love their company. And you know what? Um, I don't necessarily want to have sex with them, but I like to kiss them. Right. And I will kiss them if they want to kiss me. And in back in my previous life, that's like a big deal. You know, like if you kiss someone, oh my God, it's a big deal. But why can't I like kiss my best friend, whether she's a boy or he's a girl or whatever? Or whatever. Yeah. You know, like gender. But like 
that's like, oh my god, you kiss, that means like you're dating and you're gonna go steady and oh, you can't share that with more than one person in one night. And well, actually you're you a can. horrible, horrible, horrible person. <laughs> no, isn't that the funny message that we get from people? Yeah. And what I love about like the new way of looking at kissing and sharing pleasure and I think it's just so And I, I mentioned the fact that you're discussing this while someone's kissing your neck. Yeah, this is he's kind of cute. He's super cute. And he's actually a good friend of mine, so it's all consensual here. So anyway, I was thinking about kissing as a conversation. And then, you know how like it's really a sensual communication with the the way, you know, you move your lips and then they move their lips and you move their tongue and you open your mouths at about the same rate and no one's like biting each other's faces unless you're into that sort of thing. Yeah. It's like a conversation, right? And intercourse and discourse, they're the same. But it doesn't group. mean that you're gonna get married or you wanna even yeah. have sex sex. Exactly. It's just about the And it's okay and like you might give your best friend a shoulder massage because it makes them feel good. Right. And that's okay. But if you wanna give them a kiss with tongues, that's like, Whoa! oh my god, you can only do that to one person forever and then you must be like married and have kids. Right, right, yeah, exactly. I know, and it's like <laughs> if you can just communicate about the level of commitment that you do in fact want. You know, it would be mo it's so much better because then you can be like, well, actually, I wanna, I wanna be your friend and treat you with respect forever, but I don't necessarily want to get married or whatever is true for you. I but mean, I if you want to get married, that's fine. But I might want to kiss you with tongues occasionally. Right. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So we have listeners from Azerbaijan. I'm sorry that I'm saying that wrong. Armenia, Leslotha. We have people listening all over the world. What would you say to them about being your own sexy, beautiful freak? <laughs> That's such a hard. I know it's a hard one because it's really hard to be a beautiful freak, especially if you're you feel like you're all alone in the world. You well, know? I think you just have to own all of it. Being a ballet dancer, I took the parts of me that I thought were sexy but I didn't want to own, put them into my character, and then when I realized that people liked it, loved it accepted it then I then that's what gave me the the ability to own all of myself so I realized that you know there's bits of me that are socially acceptable in this society and there are bits of me that are not there's bits of me that I think are good and bits of me that I think are bad but you know what I'm okay with all of it and being freaky is fine you know being um, sometimes I'm not nice sometimes I'm mean sometimes I'm caring, sometimes I'm a bitch, sometimes I'm sexy, sometimes I'm ugly, sometimes I'm mad, sometimes I'm thin, whatever. Right. But I'm okay with all of it and I'm not gonna hide any of it. I'm gonna I'll tell you. If I feel mean I'm in a mean mood, you know? I'm gonna tell you. And right. that's just about communication and just accepting every single bit of you and not trying to if you try and pretend it's not there, right. Push it under the carpet, pretend you're you, you can't accept it, you don't wanna see it. Right. That's what f***s you up. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know if you can say that one. It's okay. I'll just <laughs> That's fine. No worries. But just being like, you know what? None of us are angels. None of us are perfect. And yeah. And really accepting your darkness, you know, your shadow. And, and I love that. I take the, sometimes I just take the worst parts of me and I put them into an act and people love it. I bet they like, do. Okay, so Can you so give bad. us an example? Can you give us an example? The whole slut shaming thing. My very ever first act was the walk of shame. And it's about a girl that's been out in town, you know, walking home. And um, people love this act, and I love this act. It's like, um, as I take my clothes off, I find 
remnants of the night before. Oh. So I have a used condom in my hair. Oh. Um, I'm wearing men's underwear. I have a big tattoo on my ass, a big wow. like tacky heart or whatever. And just like, you know what? I've done the walk of shame. I mean, oh, I have gotten so drunk that I don't even, you know, remember who I woke up with. Um, I'm not saying that that's a good idea, but just if you've done it already, then don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. Don't just do the best you can. You know, take a shower, <laughs> get the, get oh, the yeah. condom out of your hair. I get the condom out, and then I have um, hand sanitizer in my cleavage. Oh, nice. And then I like do my oh. hands, and then I do the whole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I think I'm, I'm all, I try and aim most of my acts at women. Um, like, and there's, like, it's over the top, it's ridiculous, like, you're not gonna hand sanitize your whole body, but there's always people in the room to, like, you know, you've been there a little bit, oh, you yeah, know, totally. like, you know. No, totally. I haven't found the used yeah, yeah. condom in your hair, but you might have found it stuck to your butt when you woke right. up in the morning yes. or whatever. Yeah, no, I, you know those things that you put in your bra for safekeeping while you're out clubbing and then they just stick to your boob? You know, that happens to me all the time, and it'll be like a quarter just stuck there, and I'll be like, oh, I feel like I won the slot machines or something. It's just like, um, I was always very ashamed of um, getting drunk and sleeping with people and I've done both of those things at the same time and I don't think it's like something that you necessarily should aspire to but you know I accept that that right. has happened and that's part of me and it doesn't you know people will say that you're a slut but it's that bad, you know. I'm like, it's a bad thing. I'm a sexual human being. Sometimes I have sex with strangers. Sometimes, you know, I'm over 30 now, and I'm, I'm learning how to have sex with strangers in a very much more conscious, uh, non-drunk way uh, that I don't regret. But I don't. If I regret something, it's for personal reasons, not because society's like you should not do right. Not because someone else is judging you. It's like you know what? Sometimes having sex with strangers is. Well, and you can do it in a conscious and harm-reduced and totally sacred way. I've done it completely sober. Yeah, um. it's the best way. But, you know, I mean, I'm not putting any judgments or hierarchy on it, but, like, honestly, you get to feel more, and you can be more paying attention. And you know that you chose it. And actually, I, you know, I don't believe in God or whatever. It's not a bad thing. It's about, you know, human beings are sensual, sexual, experiential, adventurous people. And everybody has their own thing, but like, that's fine. You know, as long as you don't get a nasty disease or a baby you don't want. And even if you do get a nasty <laughs> disease or a baby you don't want, I mean, at least you can deal with it from a place of consciousness and choice. I mean, because it doesn't mean you're a bad person just because you get oh. a disease or something. No, you know? no, no, but you know, like... I mean, but do try not to get a disease. Well, it's best to Stay do it from sex, a point of uh, consciousness where right. you are taking the protection that you need. But, you know, when I was in my early 20s, perhaps wasn't as cautious as I am now. And that's what learning is all about, children. Use a condom. Ah, oh, so nice. Have conversation. Have conversation. I know a conversation. Is there any... Uh, once when, I once went to bed with this guy that I'd met that day, but he was very hot. And uh, we were in bed, and he and it was like the least sexy thing I ever heard. But I was like, is there anything I should know? Oh. And it was... But I was like... You know what? I really appreciate that you just asked that. Because that means you ask all your partners and yes. they have an opportunity to tell you. And that, you know, that 
like the fact that you did that. Um, I like you even more now because yeah. you're very responsible. Yeah, no, I love it when people like work in ways of asking for consent or talking about sexually transmitted infections in a not charged way, like lightly. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like it's like, oh, you're sex positive. Look at you go. And most of my life it's always because I'm I'm English and we don't like to talk about stuff. Right, right. Exactly. So it's like if you're going to get busy with someone, the last thing you want to do is mention that because right. that's a buzzkill or whatever. But now um, when it, you get into a community where it's acceptable and you have a language you can share, yeah. it's not like this weird thing where like, do you have any sexually transmitted diseases? Totally. And you can say like, do you know what? You look amazing. Would you mind if I touched your ass? Right. Whereas in a lot of communities, that would be like, you are weird. Yeah, like totally. the, the, the freak thing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love it that I'm having this conversation with this woman with this beak, and it's a big sparkly beak, and this furry, fluffy, feathery headdress thing. It's so awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for having this moment with me. Oh, it's my pleasure. So how can people find you? www.bellp.com and from there you can link to my blog which is The Freak Speaks and Tumblr. Excellent. Now tell me again how to say your last name, Belle. Well, it's French because I like to pretend I'm French but I'm actually English. It's Belle Phenomenen. Belle Phenomenen. Thank you so much for coming on Sexploration with Monica. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I love that throughout the most of this thing, boys have been kissing you. I know, they're, they're just so friendly here. I actually, you know, not that there's anything wrong with having kissing from strangers, but these are all ones that I know, and so well, they just wander by. cute and attentive. Yes, yes, it's lovely. Thank you so much. Thank you, Monica. You can subscribe to Sexploration with Monica on iTunes and have new episodes delivered automatically. Or download free podcasts at sexplorationwithmonica.com.